the college experience Pac-12 college basketball preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help hashtag DGENs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to get a 50% deposit match only at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. Pac 12's college basketball season preview. <laughs> My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. <laughs> and I'm joined by he's getting to become, he's the DFS God. I think he's starting to become the college basketball God for this season because Patty C has been occupied. He can only record college football at the moment. I know he's missing out on the college basketball, but in the meantime, this dude's a legend. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking homebrew, making tobacco road, living the free lock given former, former Herndon basketball league MVP. NC Nick in the place to be. How are you, pal? Doing good, man. How we doing this fine evening? We're talking uh Pac-12 college basketball and look, this was a this was a bad conference a couple years ago and I I tend to think this year I'm actually really really excited to watch uh some Pac-12 basketball because I think this is a this is a deep conference that is uh I don't I mean, I, I see about, uh, let me, let me, I, I basically see about seven or eight teams that I think all will be serious players. And I, I, I won't say that they're going to get eight in the tournament, but I do think, I don't believe there's a, a tier gap between like after five or six, I don't believe that. I think, uh, I think it goes about seven deep. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Uh, much better than they were a couple of years ago when the conference was at an all-time low. They were a little bit better last year, solid conference last year. This year, I, I'm excited as well. You know, I know they they play all those late games out on the West Coast. I'm going to try to stay up as often as possible out here in North Carolina to watch them. But uh, you're right. Uh, there's not a lot of separation between these schools. Uh, I would say that they're probably going to get six, to seven, maybe even more teams in the tournament this year. They have that kind of potential. Um, it's going to be a crazy, a crazy conference. There's going to be a lot of close games, some wild finishes. I'm really looking forward to some Pac-12 basketball this year. I'm not sure I was going to say that a couple of years ago if I was going to ever say that again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been kind of wild. Um, I think they're still missing that true blue blood, obviously since Lute Olson who passed away, what earlier this year, rest in peace to Lute Olson. But ever since then, and uh, ever since Arizona and UCLA used to be true national championship contenders, uh, they haven't really had that. And that really hurt them as they had Steve Alford. And as they had, you know, they still have Sean Miller, but Miller's great recruiter, but he struggled. He pays people also, but I'm saying uh, he, (laughs) (laughs) he struggles to, uh, to, to, he's had, you know, problems in the tournament, even when he's gotten there. So, uh, 
they're really struggling to find that elite team. I guess Oregon has taken over the reins as really the elite team in the Pac-12. I feel like. Um, what yeah, they- it's definitely more definitely more quantity over quality. So while they might get a lot of teams in the con- in the uh, um, national uh, tournament come March. I don't know how deep their best team's going to go. I don't see a final four team here. I don't know if I see an elite eight team here. Um, not saying that some of these teams can't make a run and do that. I'm just saying that if I was to fill a bracket out right now, I would not have any of these schools, certainly in the final four. I'm not even sure if I'd have any in the elite eight. So there's quantity. There's a lot of good teams. Doesn't really appear that there's a great team. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I wouldn't surprise me if, if a couple of these teams made a run to the elite eight or perhaps the final four, but I agree with you uh, starting off things at number one. I'm curious to see, Hey, I mean, this is killing me that uh, I'm losing this, this, this backdoor cover in this game. Anyway, starting at number one. Um, All right. All right. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm not going to pick Oregon. Most, most publications, most previews are picking Oregon with good reason. I have them at two. So it's not like I have them far back, but I'm going to go in your neck of the woods, Southern California, the UCLA Bruins. Nice. How crazy is that? Is that wild? That uh, not sort uh, I, I I don't know. Look, you got, you got the way they ended the season last year. Wow. They were on a tear. I mean, this is a team that was struggling. They lost to Cal state Fullerton at home. That was Mick Cronin's first year, but yeah, you rarely lose. If you're UCLA, I mean, you're, I think if not the most winningest college basketball, I think they, yeah, they had, they still have the most national championships, I believe. Um, so, uh, definitely. most. Yeah. Definitely. Most national championships. Yeah. So, I mean, to, to lose to a Cal state Fullerton, look, I love Cedric Sabalos, but I'm saying, come on now uh, you're losing. Uh, they were horrible in their own conference. So that was yeah, a brutal- not, not, not just Cal state Fullerton. They also dropped a game against Hofstra last year. Yeah. I mean, that's, those are losses where you're just like, what? But, uh, but look, they had a total culture change there. They had a total shift in, in everything. Cause there's not a, a bigger difference between two personalities between Steve Alford and Mick Cronin personality, philosophy, how they approach coaching, how they approach the structure of their teams as night, night and day difference. So yes, they struggled early on, but they finally bought in. And when they did, they finished the season, as you mentioned, you know, very strongly, they finished uh, 11 and three and, uh, and they bring back pretty much the whole team. Well, that, that uh-huh. dude, that's what was crazy is like, as much as we talk about Kansas or, or Dayton, you want to talk about a team that was entering the tournament red hot that I don't think anybody would, would, would have wanted to play. Cause I think UCLA had fought their way into the tournament and they were playing a, I mean, they were red hot. Uh, I felt like that team was really gelling and coming together, but yeah. And they get the Kentucky transfer right uh, this year. Right. Right. Johnny Juzang from Kentucky and a couple uh, true freshmen coming in. So they won't, you know, they lose Prince Ali who was coming off the bench. He was a, a role player coming off the bench. So uh, man, I, I, you know, this team here, they're going to play really good defense. Uh, I, I mentioned, you know, in most of these uh, season previews, if you've been listening, I'm going to really favor teams with continuity to do well, especially in the regular season. So I think uh, UCLA is going to start, you know, the season. They're going to hit the ground running. They're going to be a dangerous team, and they're going to be they're going to win ugly. They're going to play a physical brand of basketball that's probably, you know, not <laughs> not too well known in the Pac-12. Uh, so yeah, I expect big things from UCLA here. I think, uh, I don't think Mick Cronin was the, was their number one choice when he was hired a couple years ago, but, uh, I think they, they kind of lucked into him cause he is a good basketball coach blessing in disguise, perhaps. Exactly. Um, I look, I don't have UCLA number one. I got them number three, but I do think they're in the tournament. I think they're headed in the right direction. I think they finally got a, a basketball coach there. That is going to, well, actually I like Ben Halland. I think Halland did a good job. I think he kind of got a raw deal at UCLA, but um, uh, yeah, I think he's got him going in the right direction. And uh, I, I expect this race, like I said, seven, maybe even eight deep for me. I expect it to be close. I expect, 
you know, I feel like I'm saying that for a lot of the conferences, but I think that's the slate that it, that's what's makes college basketball so great right now. In my opinion, as a guy that's loved the sport, I, I think it's the best it's ever been. Just, I mean, I know people love that era of, of, you know, uh, Rashid Wallace and stack how, you know, where these NBA players, but to me, the complete uh, parody in college basketball right now is unbelievable. Um, at at my, I, I'm going Oregon one. I am going chalk. Um, a lot of that. I know they lose Peyton Pritchard, who was just an absolute killer for this team. But as a guy who covers uh, a lot of Duquesne basketball, Eric Williams is a complete stud. Them getting Eric Williams is huge. You mix him with Chris, Chris Duarte coming back and Will Richardson. They're also bringing in a Rutgers transferred in Eugene Omamori. And also uh, don't forget about LJ Figueroa from St. John's coming in. I think he got that waiver. Amari Hardy also from UNLV. I think this team is incredibly deep. Um, Nafali Dante. So I, uh, I, I, I think this team is just loaded. I think it's going to come down to, I mean, yeah. And you know, yeah, yeah. Go, go talk on the ducks. <laughs> right. So uh, no, you know, I, I don't blame you for picking them. Them number one, as I mentioned, I believe most previews you see have them one. And even though I favored UCLA in a regular season, I think Oregon has the most potential to make that deep run into the tournament, you know, potential final four, possibly uh, if, if one team, if I had to pick the team to go the furthest in the tournament, I might go with the ducks. I probably would. They do lose Peyton Pritchard, but they got a lot of guys coming in. And I think the Duarte Richardson backcourt will, uh, you know, it'll, it'll keep the ship steady until those, those new guys, you know, get acclimated to the team there. So they got a good mix of veterans and newcomers. Uh, when I say newcomers, you know, meaning transfers. So they're going to be the most talented team in the big 12, uh, the, I'm sorry, the pac 12. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's why I like Oregon too. I think just, you know, all the new faces here, I think they're going to start the season a little bit slower than UCLA, which is why I favored UCLA one. All right. Uh, I'm interested to see this. Okay. Uh, so I'm curious then. So wait, you have Oregon too. I do. Correct. Okay. So you're number three. See my number two is the Arizona state sun devils. I'm curious where you have, or we'll see, I guess if you have them, uh, with your number three, but let me talk about Arizona state. I don't, I'll just tell you, you know, I'll, I'll let you, you know, tell you, you know, you can say why you chose them at two, but I actually have Arizona, Arizona state at five. Wow. Well, so, like I said, they, I, I expect a, a so lot many, of yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, go ahead, man. Arizona state at two. Yeah. They well, And the main thing was Remy Martin. Uh, you know, he had announced he was going pro and then he, uh, he comes back you know, that's a good rule. They have in college basketball where it allows you back in after you see your value. So Remy Martin coming back and then Alonzo verge jr. And then the big freshman, Josh Christopher, uh, who's supposed to make an impact right away. Now I will say, I'm a little scared at the, 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 the bigs Tayshawn cherry and Jalen Graham need to step up and play big for them. Also breaking in Mar- Marcus Bagley as a freshman. Uh, he, they got to get some depth going, but I, I just think this program is headed in the right direction. And I actually think with Sean Miller's struggles, uh, at what point do we start talking about Arizona state being the premier team in the state of Arizona? (laughs) It's not there yet. Uh, Hurley's bringing in talent. He, he, he is, he is out there recruiting well. Um, but Arizona is also recruiting pretty good too. So my problem with Arizona state right now is that I'm just not quite sure how good of a coach Bobby Hurley is. You know, um, like I said, last couple of years, he's brought an influx of talent in there. They're definitely better than they were under Herb Sendek. Um, so he's an upgrade over what they were previously. But I, I just can't trust the team here because they're so inconsistent. They usually play good at home. They usually are play bad on the road, you know, to, to put it uh, bluntly. Um, but they're really they're, they're known for a couple of just complete duds a year. Last year, St. Mary's beat them by 40 points. Yeah. That, it's not yeah. even a good St. Mary's team. Yeah. yeah. The year before, yeah. they lost the game to Wazoo by 21. Wazoo is one of the worst teams in the Pac-12. 
So it, it's they're so finicky. I, I don't know what to make. I don't know why. You know, they play a lot of small ball. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. And I guess just you know when they go cold, they go real cold. And I'm uh, <laughs> so I just worry about that inconsistency, especially this year. The front court, like you mentioned, is iffy. I, I just I wonder about the team toughness and uh, and just how good of a coach Hurley is. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I think you make valid points. Uh, let's. Uh, well, who do you got then at number three then, Chief? So this is a team that I actually bet on and locked up pretty frequently last year, especially in early in the year where where not too many people were expecting them to to do much. And uh, that is up in Northern California. That is the Stanford Cardinal. Uh, where did you have Stanford? I have Stanford at the seven spot. Wow. Yeah. Hey, we, we thought this might happen here. So I'm not surprised to see, you know, the, the fluctuation in our rankings here. So um, Stanford loses Tyrell Terry, um, you know, which adds, he was, you know, arguably their second best player a year ago. He was definitely their best guard, but they do return their best player in Oscar da Silva. He's a baller. Uh, he's going to be a baller. Yeah, I man, watched him a lot. Yeah. He's, he's legit. And he's, he's going into his senior year. And other than Terry, they bring back everybody else. So you got uh, an experienced team here. And also somehow they got the 11th best recruiting class in the nation which has to be the highest ever for Stanford. Uh, So uh, I like where this program is going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were a pleasant surprise a season ago, man. They really were. Um, I, I, I mean, you look at this team. So that means Zaire Williams is the guy to watch, right? I remember that was a huge, huge get for them. Um, That's the five star. Yeah. That's a five star recruit. And they bring in a couple four stars. That's un- I love it. Bring it back. Remember when they went to the final four with Mark Madsen and was Brevin Knight on that team? I think. I, I think he was. Yeah, I think so. Um, Casey uh, Casey Jacobson, I believe, was. Yeah, it was a good team, man. They, uh, what happened with was that when they had those brothers, the the Collins brothers? I think that was afterwards. I think okay. the Collins brothers. I mean, maybe they were like freshmen on that on that team or something. But yeah, I think, uh, I think Stanford hoops is, is coming back in a big way. I think Jared uh, Hass is doing big things there. And uh, so I, they're, they're going to surprise some people. Cause I still on a national scale, no one, nobody's thinking Stanford here. They finished uh, the conference nine and nine last year in seventh place. A lot of the teams in front of them a year ago, you know, lose a lot of players and then they're pretty much bringing everybody back. I think, uh, they're going to sneak up on people and more and win more games than expected. Interesting. Interesting. I, I do like them. I think they're going to make the tournament. I know I have seven teams in, I guess then, but um, uh, I want to tell, tell the people out there before we get to number four in, in the pack 12, uh, that the college experience pack 12 preview is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. get some skin in the game with my bookie where odds boost lightning deals and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey day right around the corner, there is really no better time to feast on some college basketball and college football and NFL action. Whether you're a first time customer have been, or you've been playing with my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded. F- find an edge, make your bet, and get paid, people. They also boast a fully fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at my bookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even when the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at my bookie. And when you do, make sure you use that promo code SGP to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. Terms are simple. You put in 200, they'll match you with a hundred. You put in 400, they'll match you with 200, yada, yada, yada. Uh, if you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie. So come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it only at mybookie.ag. Um, Okay. We went through Stanford. That was a bit shocking. I I like the balls on that play. Like the balls on that play. 
so who do you got? Going all out in this conference. Who do you got lined up at number four? Cause I got a team that's coming out of the woodworks. I don't think people are projecting. Wow. That. So, so more differences maybe. Okay. Well I'm going Arizona. I'm going with the Washington Huskies, even though they lose a ton, they lose Jaden McDaniels and Isaiah Stewart, who will probably be drafted tomorrow or whatever day the draft is. Um, not probably they will be drafted. Um, they also lose Hardy and Timmons, but, um, I, I think you're bringing back Wade green, the Kentucky transfer. They landed Eric Stevenson from Wichita state. And I don't know how much, which, how many Wichita state games you got a chance to watch, but I like this kid. I like him a lot. And then the Zaya Carter son of uh, Jay Z. He's a baller. He's there. And, uh, then they have Hamir Wright, who's still solid. And I think even Marcus Sahonis on the bench is solid. Uh, yes, you're bringing in a USC transfer that you're hoping pans out in Jerron Brooks, but I like this team, buddy. And I think I've always wondered, is it the coaching? Because this team was incredibly talented. I know they had injuries. They were banged up, but Mike Hopkins, I like the talent on this team. Can he put it all together? That's the question. Cause I, I I've been a little bit let down based on the talent they've had lately on the actual wins on the record every, every year. But, but I understand there's also look, sometimes you get hit with that injury bug and sometimes that just happens. So uh, I, I'm going to take the the Huskies as a surprise team. I think, I think Washington is a dangerous team. I don't think anybody wants to play this team. So what do you think of the Huskies? Well, I think Washington, I think, I think they're dangerous. They have some players there. Um, I have them at six. So I don't have them too far down. I think four might be a little high. Um, you mentioned, you know, will he, will Hopkins be able to put the team together this year? He wasn't able to last year. Now, you know, the injury to quad green really just derailed the season and things started going downhill quickly after that, when he was uh, ruled, actually he wasn't injured. He was ruled academically. Uh, ineligible. Uh, that's right. That's right. Um, but yeah. I think I think Stewart so got injured him, for a little bit too. I feel like they were banged up. Yeah. <laughs> he might have been, but I think he was the catalyst. I think he was the leader. And without him, you know, McDaniels and Stewart, as talented as they were, uh, you know, they might have been thinking about the NBA. I think I think the team kind of, you know, gave up here. So um they will start four upperclassmen this year. And if I guess if Quad Green can get his grades in order and stay on the team that's going to make a world of difference. So uh, yeah, you know, they won't be as talented last year, but I think the entire situation will be more stable. And I think stability will be key this year. And that should result, you know, in more wins uh, and potentially a birth in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, we mentioned maybe, maybe seven or eight schools in the PAC 10 get the invite. If so, PAC 12, PAC 12, they expanded. <laughs> what did I say? Pack ten. Uh, you know, I'm stuck in my ways here. And you're drinking but, some uh, bourbon. You're drinking some bourbon, and I also want to shout out. That's sh- right. I want to shout out Shelter Distilling in Mammoth, California, for hooking us or hooking myself and and, and the Sports Gambling Podcast up with a uh, with some some nice whiskey here. But uh, I got to get you that. But I, I think I think it's harder to ship whiskey than people realize. But um, where did where did yeah. you where did well, you ha- are, are we? Uh, pre- First off, are we previewing the Southwestern Conference next? For <laughs> <laughs> yes. people that don't get that joke, that was the conference before the the Big Twelve. <laughs> it was the Southwestern. The swag, the swag, baby. But um, that's right, man. Uh, so uh, where did right. you have Washington? Sixth. Interesting. Okay. Okay, we're all over the place here. Well, who's your four? Okay, so I have Arizona four I mentioned. Oh, sorry. Um, and uh, you know, but we have really haven't you know gone into, into depth on on them yet. So I, I suppose we should now. You know, I don't know Sean Miller's Teflon Don out there. You know, nothing sticks to him. I I think, I mean, they have them. We've heard the tapes. <laughs> yeah. You know. And I, well, I, I think know. it's a huge year for him because I wouldn't be surprised if they fired him if they don't. I think they can make the NCAA tournament, but if they lose early, I think they might fire him just because of the, the, are yeah, I think them and Arizona state, the way the sun doubles are coming up. And I think Arizona has been falling off for a bit. Uh, I know he brings in Terrell Brown from Seattle, who if you, I, I don't think many people watch Seattle, 
This guy was a baller. And luckily for me living on the West coast, you get bored on a Tuesday night or Thursday night or something. And, and Seattle was on and I would throw some money on Seattle. I, who was it that was betting Seattle all the time? Was it you or Patty C that was locking up a couple Seattle? years ago? Yeah. A couple years ago, I was riding Seattle. Definitely. So, so I was really playing, paying close attention to Seattle and Terrell Brown was a great reason why this guy's a ball player. They also bring in a gym. Uh, uh, what, how do you pronounce that? His name again, Akinyo, right? From, from Georgetown. Who played. Yeah. yeah. Akinyo. Yep. Hey, he's a baller too, man. Yeah. So, so, uh, and then obviously uh, Jam- Jamari Baker, and, and then you get a Nevada transfer in Jordan Brown. This team should be really good. But I, I still wonder about the depth. They have what two, four, six, seven freshmen coming in. They gotta have. I mean, how's that even possible? <laughs> they bring in five four stars, you know. So they they have a top ten recruiting class. So uh, uh, you know, apparently the bags of money and you know, that hasn't been stopped, you know. So and it's kind of you know usually a scandal kind of puts a cloud over a program. It kind of scares off recruits from going there. Apparently that's not the case here. I do think the scandal affected last year's team. I think, you know, that cloud of uncertainty around the program affected, you know, the young guys on the team Um, down the stretch. They went two and four in their last six games. Nico Mannion was a nice player, but he didn't offer much on the defensive end. I think um, that new backcourt you mentioned on paper, at least should be much improved over last year. We'll see how they play together. Um, as, as good as, as Akino is on the basketball court, he's had some problems, you know, in his personal life, uh, at Georgetown. I think there's a couple accusations he left in the wake of, a, of a burglary and harassment allegations. Uh, that was, that kind of put the end to his, his stint in, uh, in Washington DC. So maybe it was smart of him to get out of Dodge and, and go out West, but they, but the, uh, the, this team, mm-hmm. Arizona, Arizona. Okay. Last year, obviously no NCAA tournament the year before they didn't make the NCAA tournament the year before that they lost in the first round. And I think that was to Buffalo. If memory serves me correct. And uh, the year before that they got to a sweet 16, but the year before that they lost in the first round, you got to think that seat's hot, right? It's gotta be. Yeah. I mean that alone, that record, you know, those last few years, it would be hot, but then you, you throw in the allegations and it's even hotter, Uh, but he's still recruiting, you know? So college basketball is kind of funny sometimes where, you know, obviously he's been in the headlines here, but uh, we're not sure if he's really changing his ways because they're still bringing in pretty nice talent. I'm pretty sure he's you know? not. Uh, I just like the. I, I don't think any of them change their ways, dude. And I think uh, you watched that Christopher, uh, was it Dawkins, uh, documentary yeah. uh, right. on HBO. The FBI backed away, in my opinion. It's almost like when when you listen to that NBA podcast with the, uh, uh, what was it called? The NBA podcast I told you to listen to. What was that called again? Tim, Don- uh, Tim Donahue. Yeah. The Tim Donahue thing. I'm drawing a blank on it right now, but that, that podcast um, really revealed at one point, like the NBA was completely like a fixed product for a long time. And then the FBI like knew it. And then they backed Whistle, away. Whistleblower. Yeah. Whistleblower podcast. That was a great podcast. Check that out. But my point is, is that I think, I, I, maybe it's the amount of money that just goes into these things. I don't know, but I, I don't think people like college football. I mean, and college basketball, I just think there's tons of, of schools that, and I feel like we kind of know the ones you kind of yeah. know, you can kind of view it. <laughs> I think UNC handed everybody a blueprint on how to fight the NCAA. You know, when they were going through their own scandal a couple of years ago, they pretty much said, all right, NCAA, what are you going to do? You got lawyers. We got lawyers. We're not going to roll over and accept your penalty. Yeah. And the, you know, and the party that rolled over was the NCAA because they really are powerless. Well, I mean, so I think uh, there's so many, there's so many levels to it. I mean, look, we, me and you love college football and college basketball. And I don't want that ever to do to get tainted, even though I feel like college football has gotten tainted some, but um uh, it's tough, man, because you, you look at this thing and I know we're getting sidetracked here. We're supposed to be talking pac 12, but it it's tough to really, uh, 
the NCAA are, are complete hypocrites in their own right. So it's like, I don't even want to side with the NCAA. I almost side with the universities, but the universities are all frauds. So it's, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what like, I like? It's tough, man. It's really tough to find, yeah, to so find anyway, footing on where you want to be. Yeah. So a- yeah. Anyway, Arizona finished 10 and eight in the league last year, the fifth with all that stuff going on. I, I think maybe they can improve upon that a little bit. I have them fourth. You're right. They always have talent in Tucson, but you know, what, what will, you know, the coach do with the talent? That's a big question, but just on talent alone is why I have them fourth, you know, a, a notch above Arizona state and a couple, a couple notches above Washington. So uh, I think that gives my top six. Well, I have Arizona finishing fifth. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, my sixth is the buffs of Colorado, just because I actually think, you know, I know I'm a fan of Colorado, but I think them getting McKinley right back, who was uh, find me a better player in the PAC 12 last year. I would want to know within college basketball's terms, maybe not in the NFL NBA drafts terms, but as a guy that uh, completely, I love good point guard play. McKinley Wright coming back to Colorado was just gigantic. Now losing Tyler Bay, which was unexpected a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that that's a dagger, but I think Parquet played great in, in limited time last year. Yeah. Uh, Shane Gatling's gone, but I like this, uh, this transfer from Tulsa in, and in, in, in horn coming in averaging 11. He's a grad transfer from, from Tulsa, 11 points a game, five boards. You mix him, Evan Batty's a proven, a proven ball player. Um, I, I understand maybe the depth gets hit a little bit, but I still think, come on. I think parquet is better than his stats represent. I watched a lot of the buffs play uh, Schwartz at the three, three guard spots been good too. Um, I, I also think I like this coach, Tad Boyle. I think Tad Boyle like really elevated this Colorado program and took it to where I'd never thought it would ever be able to get to personally. So I, I think Colorado is a player and I think McKinley Wright is one of the best players in the conference still. Yeah, it would have been a long season if McKinley Wright did not come back. So last year, Colorado finished 10 and 8 in the conference, 21 and 11th overall. And that was good enough for, uh, you know, tied for fifth place beat, beat in the uh, conference standings. One of the only teams that yeah. beat Dayton. Yeah. That's, that's right. Now, you mentioned losing Tyler Bay. That's a big loss. They do also lose Seawert and Gatling. So they lose three of their top six guys. Um, and they are good, definitely going to have to bank on that, that, that Tulsa transfer Jariah horn to step in and, you know, try to replace Bay the best he can. So overall, I'm a little bit worried about the talent level and the lack of depth. And that's why I have them as a bottom half of the league school, a step back from last year. I had them finishing seventh, but Hey, I mean, McKinley, Wright is good as back for his senior year you know, the, those senior guards can do wondrous things sometimes. Uh, dude, this guy, so four, maybe, maybe 14 and a half points a game as a point guard, f- almost six boards, five assists, 1.1 steals. What can't he do? My friend? <laughs> well, you know, can he carry the Buffaloes to the postseason berth in the NCAA tournament? Yes, I think he can. I think that's why I have them projected here. I actually thought and I, I'm telling you, I thought even, even parquet or however you want to pronounce his name I, as a guy who watches a lot of Colorado basketball, I don't think, I, I don't think he's as bad. A lot of times he wouldn't get the the time to play in the game, but what, a couple of times when I, when he did, I actually thought he was solid. Well, you've definitely watched more Buffalo basketball than me. So um, I will take your word for that. I didn't have them too much further. You had them in what at fifth, you said, uh, the buffs. No, I have them at six actually. So not, not, not much. Okay. Well, I, yeah. So I had them at seven. So yeah, you know, no big deal there. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be on the bubble. Um, yeah, my seven is Stanford. We talked about Stanford. So who's your seven. My, uh, seven is the Buffalo. Oh, like I'm I sorry, just said, sorry, yeah. <laughs> so we're on no problem. We're on store, eight now. The whole story. I'm got going the flu. with the- <laughs> <laughs> Nice. My cousin Vinny reference. <laughs> I'm going with uh, uh, Andy Enfield's group at USC finishing eighth. I agree. They lose a lot. We finally agree. It took us to number eight to agree on the position wow. in the PAC 12. That tells you, that tells you this conference, there's going to be a lot of close, exciting basketball. Um, 
they had a pretty nice year last year. They finished third in the conference. They were 11 and seven and uh, 22 and nine overall. They do lose their top four guys, including the, the likely lottery pick in Onyeka Onkongwu. Um, and they really decided to go the transfer route to replace these guys. So you're, <laughs> I mean, you got a whole boatload of new guys coming in here. You got six new faces that could be coming in via the transfer portal. If, if they're all granted eligibility, uh, you know, they're all from the mid major schools. So there is a, a little bit of concern about, you know, the, the uh, step up in competition and with, you know, with that many new faces, it'll take some time. But Andy Enfield has a little bit of a track record now here. Didn't, so he, didn't he buy a player too? To be able to <laughs> I thought he got yeah, I, but I, possibly. I thought he got off the hook. I mean, it too. definitely happened at USC before. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I bet you OJ Mayo got a bag of cash to go there. We know Reggie Bush did. Uh, <laughs> well, he got a house. You know, he got so a house. I, His parents got a house. Even better. Yeah. Seriously. Bag of cash, man. Give me a freaking house in, uh, in Southern California. But is that better though? Uh, it's a great to get a house in Southern California, but I feel like that property tax has got to be a bitch, right? <laughs> True. I would imagine, especially if it's uh close to the shore. I don't know, man. Uh, so uh, those are my thoughts on USC. You know, they lose a lot, but you know, and that's, I mean, that's why I haven't, you know, fallen from, from third to eighth. I expect them to be solid this year. I think they're going to get pushed by a team that a lot of people aren't projecting. Um, I'm a big fan of the hire that Wazoo did with Kyle Smith. Now I know I'm a Wazoo guy and I feel like it's the Colorado Wazoo thing where people say, Colby, you're such a Homer, but I loved watching, you know, that I was a San Francisco fan. The Dons got really revived under Kyle Smith and he's an analytics guy. I think instantly they brought him in last year. Now, like I said, they still weren't great last year, but they gave some teams some fits. They were actually really good at home last year. And that was in year one. I think year two, they continue to get better. Um, I think they're going to push USC for everything they have. And I wouldn't be surprised if like for all of the teams we mentioned prior, when they really have to come in and play and play wazoo, I think it's going to be a tough, tough out. I don't think I had actually, you know what? I'm actually convincing myself. I think that I'm going to put wazoo at eight. So we don't agree. I'm going to put wazoo <laughs> at eight and USC at nine. We couldn't have one agreement, huh? We could we not have get... one. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, I, I just think Isaac Bonton coming back at the point spot, uh, 15 points a game, four assists, four boards, 1.2 steals. You add him in with Noah Williams at the two spot, the big freshman, Carlos uh, Rosario coming in senior forward and Tony Miller, another year in young system. They have Dennis Rodman's son on this team, DJ Rodman. Maybe he makes a bigger impact. I I know the depth you look, you say, Oh man, six freshmen. I, I they're inexperienced, but I just think Kyle Smith is a really good coach. I thought that was a home run hire wazoo. If you look at this thing, Nick, they got Tony Bennett before the world knew about Tony Bennett. Now then I understand they went and got the old Oregon coach. Uh, what the, what's his name again? Earl, uh, man, Ernie, Eddie, Ernie, uh, Ernie, Eddie. Ernie, Ernie Jones. Was er, it? Ernie. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Wait, Ernie Jones was the wide receiver for the Cardinals. Is that the same Ernie Jones? Ernie Banks was the baseball player on the Cubs. Yeah. Er, Ernie Davis. <laughs> I think, I think it's Ernie Jones. Ernie Jones. I think okay. It's Ernie Jones. Okay. But I like, and I thought that was a good hire considering his recruiting value. And you're at Wazoo. It didn't work out, but I think they're, and you saw it with Leach and Rolovich. I think they hire really, really well in the athletic department at Wazoo. I know I'm connected to this school, but trust me, I wasn't. They, they, the reason we got connected is because I saw what I saw and I said, man, I like what they do in Pullman. So I, I think Wazoo is going to push. I actually think, yeah, I think they're better than USC when you evaluate the team. And I also like the coaching edge. I think Kyle young is better. So I'm going to go ahead and say wazoo finishes in eighth USC in ninth who you got in ninth. Well, we're all over the place there. And first off, his name's Kyle Smith. Yeah. I think you mentioned, what, what did I say? I think, I think you dropped a Kyle young here, but yeah, sorry, we, but I meant, I meant Kyle lot. Smith. I'm all over the place here. Oh. Ernie Davis. A lot of names were flying around. Ernie there. McCracken, we're about baseball, Ernie McCracken. You know, um, 
a baseball analogy here, Washington State has to be better. They're like the Oakland A's or the or the Tampa Bay Rays. They have to hire better because building a basketball program in Pullman is like pushing a boulder up a mountain continually. Tony Bennett was able to do that. They haven't been relevant since he left. I do like what Kyle Smith is doing there. Uh, you know, somehow he's bringing in the number thirty third recruiting class in the nation to Pullman. Uh, uh, that's a couple four stars and four three stars. You know, and watch out for this guy from Macedonia and his name, the freshman Andre Jakomovsky. Jakovsky? <laughs> so, <laughs> we had Jerkovsky before. Now we got Jack Jakomovsky. <laughs> but watch out for that six, seven freshman. Um, so I had Washington State at 10. You had them a little bit higher than I did. So, Last so, year, they went six and 12 in the conference, finished 11th. Go but, ahead. But they were a tough out, man. I mean, it, it, I'm telling you, at home, yeah. they were really, uh, I think they, they actually started off undefeated at home for a little bit there. Then they fell off. But uh, I'm pulling up their basketball schedule right now. But but who did you have at nine then? Well, yeah. So just let, let me finish up on one state. So, okay. yeah, you're right. Nobody wants to travel to the pit in Pullman. You know, it's just not a, a, a fun destination. No one gets up for that game. It's not going to be on national TV. So teams do struggle there. Um, and that's why, you know, I think he's making baby steps with his program. So I have them improving from 11th to 10th this year and winning a couple more games. And hey, man, with that kind of recruiting class, with Jack Amolsky <laughs> coming, <laughs> coming in, in. <laughs> I mean. Uh, <laughs> Dude, but we mentioned just, this, uh, though. Get- we mentioned this though last year they uh they were horrible on the road but at home they did beat UCLA they did beat Oregon number 8 Oregon at the time at home uh they did beat uh where was the other one there Arizona State um really on the road they were horrible now towards the end of the year they started losing some yeah. um but they yeah. beat Washington I mean th- this team was uh, they beat Colorado I mean, this team was a, a real a jack of a, a, like to me, like a, an unpredictable team for a bad team. They were like a good, bad team. It was year one. I love what he did at San Francisco. Give me the Cougs at the eight spot. And I'm excited to watch them. I think they're going to be a really tough out, man. I really do. So well, uh, dude, say you're a, a 19 year old, you know, uh, well-respected college basketball player at Oregon. You're getting excited to go down to Arizona to play. You're getting excited to go up to Washington. You're getting excited to go to UCLA. These games are going to be on TV. And then, and then you got like a Wednesday trip to Pullman, Washington against a team that you don't know anybody. I mean, it's, it's hard to get up for those games and then you get there. And at least in previous years, the crowd is crazy. You know, I mean, even in, even in, even with basketball. So it's, it's a tough, it's a tough road trip. And that's why Washington state does well at home. And that will serve them well this year um, as well. Hang on, uh, hang okay. on. Before, so, be, hold on. Yeah. Before you get to nine, I want to tell the uh, the listeners out there that the College Experience Pac-12 preview is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate eliminate countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. If it's NFL, you choose 10 out of the available 20 player props to build your lineup. If it's PGA MLB or esports, choose five out of the available 10 player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit, hit the most props, rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes and has awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes. Uh, Use the promo code SGP when you sign up today and you will receive an instant match up to $50 on on your first deposit uh, with a four times rollover. That's pretty awesome. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or or Google Play Store or wherever. You can even go to their beautiful, beautiful website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Don't forget that promo code SGP people. All right. So you didn't list your number nine then. So you go on USC at eight, which we then differed. I have SC at nine. So we're not agreeing on any of the top nine. Who is your ninth ranked team? The Utah Utes. 
Larry um, Kristoviak. Right. Where do you have him? I have, 10? I have the youth at 10 and I actually, <laughs> you know, the worst part about it is I like this team. I, I look at this Utah team and I think, okay, but I just think, I think USC has better athletes and I think Wazoo has a coaching edge and I like Kristoviak, but I think, I mean, I don't know. Even they could be a tough out. I this is another team that to me is decent at home. That sucks on the road. Yeah. And um, I mean, Kristoviak, who I think is a pretty good coach too. He is kind of losing momentum in Salt Lake city. You know, after a couple tourney bursts a couple years ago, um, he had that point guard who was remember his name. Uh, he was, uh, uh, the white guy. What? No black guy. Hmm. Um, lost to Duke in the sweet 16. I think, uh, on Duke's last run to the, uh, final four. Uh, I forget his I, name. I hope he it was, wasn't Andre uh, Miller. The, <laughs> <laughs> it definitely, definitely wasn't that long ago. Uh, he was one of the top players in the country that year. But it seems like they've taken a step back the last couple of years. Um, they do lose their best perimeter player in in uh, both Gok, if I'm pronouncing that right, from a year ago. But other than losing him, you know, everybody else returns, and you know that includes uh, Timmy Allen, who averaged 17 points a game last year. And they do bring in a decent recruiting class, highlighted by a four-star shooting guard in Ian Martinez. But they're going to need minutes from him right away. Um, also got a handful of three stars coming in. So I think Utah is going to struggle some this year. They only have one senior on the team. So really look out for Utah next year, maybe two years from now. I think this is another rebuilding year. Kristoviak is trying to write the ship. I have faith in him. I think he will, but this is not the year. I think, uh, you know, last year they were tied for eighth in the conference seven and 11 conference records, 16 and 15 overall. Those, those win totals might dip a little bit, which is why um, I have Utah sitting there at nine. Was it Brandon Taylor? No. DeLon, right? That's DeLon, right? That's okay. who he is. Okay. Yeah. Was he playing on the Mavericks? Some, I think too, maybe uh, he was a good player for them four or five years ago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got the, I got the Utah at, at number 10 here. And I think, I mean, I mean, even at that, I don't think, I mean, Timmy Allen's huge. Timmy Allen is a mixture of one of our friends and another one of our friends or our, our cousin, but, um, <laughs> I didn't uh, put that together. Nice. 17 points a game, seven boards, three assists, 1.2 steals. Is there anything this guy does not do? Ryland Jones is a, a guy to circle at the point guard spot. You mentioned Utah rich in history of point guards. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I do like this team, man. I do like this team. I just think this conference is just loaded. That's just what it is, man. It yeah. is, is uh it's just loaded. So uh I got them at 10 and uh at 11. Wait, who's your 10? So my 10 was Washington State. So we we at least agree on the bottom two schools, which <laughs> was probably pretty easy to agree upon. But Will we agree on the order? So what's your 11? My 11. And I really just, I mean, I actually, I, I'm going to go with the California golden bears. Yeah, we agree. It took us all the way to number 11, but we agree. Cal 11 well, and I, Oregon state 12. Well, uh, I know Oregon state was extremely talented a year ago, but they were all seniors. They were all like this. They got hit hard by, by graduation essentially. So now Mark Fox. And if I, I think if we, if we pull this up, I thought Cal was playing better towards the end of the year. They weren't, maybe they weren't winning, but I thought they were more just competitive in a lot of those games. And Fox was in his first year last year. Now, sure. He loses Paris Austin and cream South, but they brings in a Stony Brook. Now the grad transfers are going to play a big role on this team. There's no yeah. duck in that. Uh, Macau Foreman at the point guard spot, the the grad transfer from Stony Brook. I mean, the guy averaged 16 a game at Stony Brook, but how is that going to translate to the Pac-12? Uh, well, same with the the other three guard lineup that they do uh, at the at the three spot. Essentially, Ryan uh, Betley from Penn, where the Ivy League just canceled their their season. So what a great time to transfer! But um, 12 points a game. These guys need to contribute instantly, instantly. 
Um, and then obviously you bring back Matt Bradley, who was absolutely fire last year at 17 and a half points a game, five boards. Um, what do you think of the golden bears? My friend? Yeah. So, you know, they really struggled to score last year. They were not a good team on the offensive uh, end of the court. The only, the only double digit score was Matt Bradley at 17 points per game. The good news is that he's back. Uh, the bad news is that his two other backcourt mates who were the second and third leading scorers have graduated. Uh, you know, they're probably out there working for Google or something now, you know, probably walked into a hundred K job or something. <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, you know, so they're, yeah, they're really going to rely on those two transfers from Stony Brook and Penn to fill those voids. Um, these guys were scorers in their previous schools. You know, hopefully that will translate into life in the Pac-12. But all five projected starters are upperclassmen. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and so they that's, actually that's, that's they, worth something. They actually have some depth that have played before, experienced. I mean, maybe they're all sophomores, but I'm saying they at least they've gotten some PT before. They're more experienced than other teams. Yeah, you know, I am concerned about the talent level, but they are more experienced. It's rare for a team to be this low down in the conference ranking that has this kind of experience and this kind of upperclassmen. So in a crazy year like this year might be, I think that's worth something. Not much, but D- something. That's it, why I don't have them last. Well, does it scare you? Actually, before let, let me let me read this last last ad before we get there. Uh, the college experience is brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but perhaps don't know, don't know how, well, guess what? ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top notch customer support going 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus ACE per head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today. And ACE is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Yeah. Now when breaking down these final two teams, it's weird. I thought Cal had the better oh. returning team, but when you look at Oregon state, the enigma that is Oregon state who got, I mean, they were a veteran team a season ago that uh, was a decent team, but they, they, I mean, they weren't going to make the tournament, but they were still like a good team. They were somewhat of a good team. Um, they lose everybody. Tinkle, Kelly, Vernon, Miller, Moore, all gone. But they went the Juco route. So it's kind of an enigma this year. Yes. They return Ethan Thompson at the point guard spot, who was a complete stud a season ago at basically 15 points a game, four boards four almost five assists a game, 1.3 steals. He's a stud. Now you look elsewhere, you go, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they, they're bringing in a uh, four. What is it? Three or four Juco transfers. Three, I think. And then, you know, you're returning a couple other players that are stepping up from the bench from a season ago. I, I they're actually the, I think the one that I truly don't know what to expect from the Beavers. I took them at twelfth. I thought Cal you, there's familiarity with their program after one year. Right. So but, right. but it wouldn't shock me at all if Oregon State ends up at ten or or, or nine. I, I just don't know what really to expect. Yeah, I mean, it's a fluid situation at the bottom of this conference. Uh, Oregon State is full of question marks. You mentioned all the JUCO guys. It typically, I don't like to see that many JUCO guys coming in. And, you know, especially they're going to need these guys to to start and or play big minutes. Uh, I'm okay with, you know, injecting one JUCO, maybe two JUCOs to, you know, to add depth maybe as your fifth starter. But but not the Bill Snyder uh, way, huh? No, at least not with college basketball. I think it's a little bit different with, with college basketball and college football. I think uh, most, you know, teams that inject this many JUCOs, they usually flame out. Uh, There's a reason why these guys are JUCOs. I mean, you know, no knock on them. I hope, you know, hopefully they can get, you know, their stuff together and their grades together and, and go on to a nice, you know, season or nice careers in D one basketball. So you're uh, you're fading Wayne Tinkle. I'm fading Wayne Tinkle. <laughs> oh no, hold on. They lost trust Tinkle. What are you talking about? I know, but Wayne Tinkle is their head coach. And, no. and I, I, I thought, uh, I, you know, I think, uh, uh I don't know much about him. Well, the Beavers, I don't know. This is like, uh, I'm excited to watch them honestly, because 
I don't know what to expect. I truly don't. I think they had they had Obama's brother-in-law for coach before Tinkle. He didn't do much, right? Yeah, he actually really struggled. And then, I mean, they really haven't had a player there since Gary Payton. No, 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 no. <laughs> they made the tournament with Gary Payton Jr. They made the tournament right. with That's Gary right. Payton That's Jr. Right. It was all that year. Yeah, yeah. It's well, they they probably won't make the tournament again until Gary Payton the third. <laughs> comes out in in in, in fifteen years. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, what? How do you look at this team and how, and how do you handicap it? Who knows? I mean, there's no info on these JUCO guys. We got we got no intel to go on. Uh, so I, yeah, so I think that's why we were in agreement putting Oregon State last and Cal second to last. Or Oregon uh, State. Who knows how it takes out? We'll see. Oregon State, for the record, been in the Final Four twice. Um, but no, 2016, they were a seven seed in the NCAA yeah. tournament with Wayne Tinkle. How head they, coach. they lost Did, in the first round. I think the VCU by yeah. one. Okay. So quite a game there, but uh, Hey, maybe Tinkle. So, so he's been there that long. Okay. He has been there since 2014. So well, I'm kind of concerned on why he, he, he felt the need or, or the necessity on why he had to go Juco here. Get, you know, uh, are they stro- I, I, you know, bringing in basketball players to Corvallis is not easy, but I'm wondering why, why he had to go so heavy on the Juco's. Can he, could he not recruit, you know, the, you know, the regular freshman? Perhaps. I mean, I, I know that last year's team, when I was doing the breakdown for them, they were extremely, uh, like they were one of the most veteran teams of the Pac-12, so that's why there were some publications that were incredibly bullish on on Oregon State. Some people had them finishing like second or third in the Pac-12 last year. That didn't happen. They were. See, still, I, what's that? Yeah, I almost think it's better to take a, a year of a rebuilding year and replenish with 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 freshmen, with true freshmen, and maybe even redshirt them, especially at a smaller school, rather than try to stay afloat with JUCOs. And that's only like pushing the problems, you know, down the road a year. Yeah. Uh, I would almost rather, you know, and, and you know, this is easy for me to say because I don't have to face being fired. Uh, <laughs> but I would almost rather, you know, if he has the leeway with the, the athletic department to really just recruit, you know, from the ground up and get more freshmen in there and, you know, take the lumps that'll come this year at, you know, and build for, you know, better years in the future rather than going the Juco route. But, you know, maybe the seat's getting a little warm there. So maybe he felt he had to win now and he had to bring in older guys. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I your guess is as good as mine. I would say uh, probably that you've been there. That's six years in seven years in now. So uh, maybe that only one tournament experience or, you know, even though that's, I mean, you're Oregon State. It's not bad. For, not bad for Oregon State, yeah, right? Yeah. So, but uh, I'm wishing the Beavers the best. But uh, all right, so we got them at 12th in the Pac-12, and that concludes our Pac-12 uh, uh, plays here, man. I, I, you know what? I'm gonna lose. I, I sense another backdoor cover in this bullshit game I'm watching. But um, action. Anyway, um, if you're a first time listener to the Pac-12 uh, podcast here, the College Experience Pac-12 College Basketball Preview. We want to tell you that the college experience is uh, the premier college football and college basketball podcast. I firmly believe that I'm not trying to boast or brag, although I am. Um, but I, I, we handicap every single college football and college basketball game. Me, NC Nick, Patty C. Three people handicapping every single college basketball and college football division one game. We've been over five. We've done it this for three and a half years now been over 500 every single year of us making picks, picking every game. And then our locks included as well, way over 500. So uh, subscribe to the college experience. We're available on all platforms and we release a spreadsheet over at sports with all of our picks daily for college basketball and same sort of with college football. If whatever days the games are played and uh, yeah, make sure you check us out. Um, NC Nick, is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. He writes a ton of articles over at the sports gambling podcast.com. He also does a DFS pod with me um, for on the college experience, where if you want to play DraftKings with us in college football or college basketball, come on in and play with us. 
Uh, even if you don't want to play with us, listen to the thing and play your friends and win a bunch of money. I almost won 10 grand. I was very close to 10 grand on Saturday. I was in third place with one on the final game pending of USC, Arizona and Keaton Slovis dropped the ball for me, but uh, I did my $280. So you could have won $280 had you backed up my lineup that I gave away on air. But uh, yeah, look, we don't sell picks. We'll never sell picks. All, uh, you know, all, all we ask is your kindness to go over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. That's essentially how we get paid. Sponsors look at the iTunes reviews often and they say, Hey, I guess people like these fucking bozos. Let's give them more money to talk about this thing. And then we give you more breakdowns on, on everyone, everyone you can think of UT Rio Grande. All right. We'll break them down. Uh, so please, uh, if you can get over there, give us a five-star review. And if you do take a screenshot on your phone, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter, and I will uh, enter you in a raffle to win some college experience gear. All right. That's simple. And I'll put it like this. It's not going to be one of these bullshit raffles. You're going to win. You're going to win. I'm going to get you. It just might take you a week, two weeks, three weeks. We'll figure it out. You're going to get a college experience t-shirt. Put it like that. And you can take that to the bank at the Colby D on Twitter. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C H three one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. We are part of the sports gambling podcast. They're on Twitter at the SGP network. All right. This is the college experience pac 12 college basketball preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.